Section 1 of the Book of Divine Consolation of the Blessed Angela of Foligno. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Treatise 1 of the conversion and penance of the blessed Angela of Foligno, and of her many and divers temptations. As I walked, said the blessed Angela, by the way of penance, I did take eighteen spiritual steps, before I came to know the imperfection of my life. The first step was that I did begin to reflect upon my sins, the knowledge of which did fill my soul with so great a dread that, fearing to be condemned unto hell, I wept bitterly. The second was, that I did begin to be so exceedingly ashamed of those my sins, that for shame I could not fully confess them. Wherefore many times did I communicate, whilst yet unconfessed, and with all my sins did I receive the body of our Lord. Being day and night reproached by my conscience because of this thing, I did pray the blessed Francis that he would grant me to discover a confessor meet for my needs who should be well acquainted with my sins, and unto whom I could fully confess myself. In that same night did the blessed Francis appear unto me, and say, Sister, if thou hast prayed unto me sooner, thy prayer would have been sooner granted. That which thou hast asked hath been done. Upon the next morning, therefore, I went into the church of St. Francis, and found there a friar preaching in St. Feliciano, which friar was chaplain unto the bishop, and did hold his authority. And to him I did determine to make my confession immediately, that the sermon should be ended. Wherefore I did confess myself most fully, and was absolved of all my sins. And in this confession I did feel no love, but only bitterness, shame, and pain. The third step was that I did consequently persevere in the performance of the penance imposed upon me, and as yet, I was filled with pain and misery without any other consolation. Fourthly, I did begin to consider and to know the divine mercy, which had granted me the aforesaid grace, and saved me from hell. Here did I begin to be enlightened, and I did now weep and lament more than heretofore, forcing myself to do more severe penance, of which I will not speak here. The fifth was that, being thus enlightened, and finding nothing save faults in me, I did condemn myself, as one who knew and was most assuredly convinced that she was worthy of hell, whereat I did again weep bitterly. It must be understood, however, that between the one step and the other there was a space of time, and I did ever weep and dolefully lament, and there was nothing else vouchsafed unto me, only I did have some consolation in that I could weep, but truly it was a bitter consolation." Sixthly, there was given unto me a constant and certain illumination of grace, whereby I was made to know my sins so profoundly that, having offended the Creator, I saw that I had likewise offended the creatures made for me. Therefore I did recall unto my memory all the sins which I had committed, and in the confession which I did make unto the Lord my God, I did most profoundly ponder over them, Wherefore did I beseech all the saints, with the blessed Virgin, that they would intercede for me, and I did pray the merciful Lord, who had vouchsafed unto me so many good things, that he would have pity upon me, and, seeing that I did know myself to be dead in sin, that he would raise me to life again through his grace. Moreover, I did pray all creatures, seeing how I had offended them, inasmuch as I had offended the Creator, that they would not accuse me before God. 
thus did it appear unto me that all creatures and all the saints did have compassion upon me wherefore with a greater fire of love did i apply myself to praying unto god more than was customary the seventh was that by an especial grace i did begin to gaze upon the cross whereon i did behold as much with the eyes of my heart as with those of my body jesus christ who had died for us and i did feel great grief at that sight notwithstanding that this vision and meditation were as yet but little understood of me the eighth was that as i did gaze upon the cross i was granted a greater understanding how that christ had died for our sins whereupon i did so clearly perceive all mine own sins and with such exceeding great grief that i did feel that i myself had crucified the lord nevertheless i did not yet know how great a blessing was the passion of christ nor did i understand as clearly then as i afterwards did that he had redeemed me from my sins and converted me unto repentance and had died for me in this beholding of the cross i did so burn with the fire of love and remorse that standing before the cross i did divest myself of everything and did thus offer myself unto him and although i feared greatly i did nevertheless promise to observe perpetual chastity and not to offend with any of my members accusing my members one by one of past sins and i did pray him that he would make me to keep this my promise that is to preserve chastity and to keep guard over my thoughts for upon the one hand i did greatly fear to promise and upon the other hand the aforesaid fire compelled me and i had no power to resist ninthly there was given unto me the desire to seek out and know the way of the cross that i might stand at its foot and find refuge there where all sinners find refuge unto which end i was enlightened and instructed after this manner that if i did desire to find the way and come unto the cross i must first pardon all those who had offended me and must then put away from me all earthly things not only out of mine affections but likewise in very deed and all men and women friends and kindred and every other thing but more especially my possessions must i put away and even mine own self and i must give my heart unto christ who hath done me such great good electing to walk upon the thorny path which is the path of tribulation so then i did begin to put aside the best clothing and garments which i had and the most delicate food likewise the covering for my head but as yet it was a shameful and hard thing for me to do seeing that i did not feel much love for god and was living with mine husband wherefore it was a bitter thing for me when any offence was said or done unto me but i did bear it as patiently as i was able in that time and by god's will there died my mother who was a great hindrance unto me in following the way of god my husband died likewise and in a short time there also died all my children and because i had commenced to follow the aforesaid way and had prayed god that he would rid me of them i had great consolation of their deaths albeit i did also feel some grief wherefore because that god had shown this grace unto me i did imagine that my heart was in the heart of god and that his will and his heart were in my heart tenthly seeking to know from god what thing i could do the which would be most acceptable unto him 
he did of his mercy many times appear unto me both sleeping and waking and appearing fastened upon the cross he did bid me gaze upon his wounds and in a marvellous manner he did make me to know how that he had borne all things for me and this happened many times and when he had shown unto me one by one all the things which he had borne for me he said what canst thou do for me that will suffice likewise did he appear unto me many times when i was awake but in a manner more pleasing than when i was asleep although i did always perceive his great grief and suffering and he showed unto me the pains of his head and the hairs plucked from his eyebrows and his beard counting over unto me all his scourgings and showing them unto me in the places where they had been afflicted saying unto me all this was for thee then did i most clearly recall unto my memory all my sins by the which it seemed unto me i had wounded him afresh and therefore had cause for great lamentation and i did doubtless feel much more sorrow than before thus showing his passion unto me he did say what canst thou do for me that will suffice then did i weep and shed such burning tears that they did burn my flesh wherefore it behooved me to lave it with cold water that it might be cooled the eleventh was that because of my sins i was moved to do penance more severely of the which it is not meet to speak here and as i reflect and did oblige myself to wish to do this it seemed unto me at last that i could not sufficiently do penance the whiles i was possessed of worldly things wherefore in order the more freely to do this and to come unto the cross as i had been inspired to do i did determine most certainly to forsake everything the which determination was marvellously sent unto me by god after this manner in mine imagination i did cherish a great desire to become poor and such was my zeal that oft-times i did fear to die before i could attain unto this state of poverty upon the other hand i was assailed by temptations the which did whisper unto my thoughts that i was youthful and that begging for alms might lead me into great danger and shame and that if i did this i should be forced to die of hunger cold and nakedness moreover all my friends did dissuade me from this thing but at last the divine mercy did send a certain great illumination into my heart wherefrom i did derive a certain assurance the which as i believe then and do believe now i shall not lose even in eternity wherefore i did dispose and determine that even though i should be forced to die of hunger cold and shame because such a thing was pleasing or might be pleasing unto god i would by no means leave from my purpose even though i were certain that these aforesaid evils should befall me choosing to die willingly for the love of god rather than to fall short of mine intention so then i did resolve in good earnest the twelfth was that i did afterwards pray unto the blessed mother of christ and the blessed john the evangelist that for the sake of the suffering which they had endured they would obtain for me a certain sign whereby i might always keep in memory the passion of christ the thirteenth was that persevering in the aforesaid prayers and desires a dream was granted unto me wherein was shown me the heart of christ and it was told me that in that heart there is no falsehood because therein all things are true and it seemed unto me that this sign was sent because i had mocked a certain preacher the fourteenth was that being once at prayer christ did show himself unto me as i kept vigil 
more clearly and giving me greater knowledge of himself than heretofore then it was that he did set me free and it was after this manner firstly he did question me and then he did say unto me put thy mouth into the wound of my side then methink that i did put it there and did drink the blood which was running freshly from out of his side and in the doing of this it was given me to know that i was cleansed and here i did begin to receive great consolation albeit i grieved when i did meditate upon the passion then i did pray the lord that he would cause my blood to be shed and poured out for his love's sake as his had been shed for me and i did desire that for his love all my members should suffer affliction and death more vile and more bitter than his passion wherefore i bethought me and did seek to find one who should put me to death in order that i might suffer for the sake of his faith and love but i knew that i was not worthy to die as the holy martyrs had died nevertheless i did desire that he would cause me to die and by a death more vile and more slow and more bitter i could not bethink me of a death as vile as i did wish for or one that would differ from the deaths of the saints for i did most surely deem myself unworthy of dying their death the fifteenth step was that i did fix my mind upon the virgin mother of god and upon st john keeping them in my remembrance and praying them that for the suffering which they had endured because of the passion of our lord they would obtain for me the grace that i should always feel the pain of the passion or at least of their sufferings and they did obtain this grace for me in such a degree that one time st john did put upon me so great a pain that never did i feel a greater then did i perceive that the sufferings of st john and of the mother of christ the which they did endure because of the passion were in very truth more than martyrdom then was it that the desire was given unto me to revile myself with all my might and although i was much assailed by the devil and oft-times tempted that i should not do this thing and it was forbidden by the brothers minor and by all from whom it was meet i should seek counsel nevertheless by nothing either of good or of evil that could be done unto me was i prevented from giving all my possessions unto the poor and if i had been hindered from doing this i would at least have forsaken all things because methought i could not keep anything for myself without greatly offending him who did thus enlighten me nevertheless i was yet sunk in bitterness because of my sins neither did i know if the things which i did were pleasing unto god but with much weeping i cried saying lord even though i be condemned nevertheless i will not cease from doing penance and i have put away all things from me in order to serve thee but being as i have said still sunk in bitterness because of my sins and not yet feeling any divine sweetness whatsoever i was changed out of this state in the manner hereafter written down the sixteenth was that i did come again into the church to ask of god that he would bestow some mercy upon me and whilst that i was praying and saying the paternoster god did implant the paternoster in mine heart with so clear an understanding of the divine goodness and mine own unworthiness that i could in no way describe it each word was written upon mine heart and i did speak it with great and enduring contrition and compunction so that although i wept because of my sins and mine unworthiness the which i did here perceive i did nevertheless have great consolation and did begin to taste somewhat of the divine sweetness 
because in the potter noster i did see the divine goodness better than in any other thing and here likewise did i find it best but because my sins and mine unworthiness were shown unto me in the aforesaid prayer i did begin to be so greatly ashamed that i did not presume to raise mine eyes either to heaven or to the crucifix or any other thing but did commend myself unto the blessed virgin that she should implore and obtain mercy for me and forgiveness of my sins seeing that i was yet sunk in the bitterness of sin o oh, sinners how beset with difficulties and full of heaviness is the way of the soul unto repentance how art thou bound with strong chains and thy feet shackled how evil are thine helpers or rather they who hinder thee the world the flesh and the devil ye must know that i did halt in each one of these aforesaid steps a good space of time before that i was enabled to move from the one unto the other albeit i did not remain equally long in each but in some more and in some less time then at the seventeenth step were these things made manifest unto me that the blessed virgin had obtained for me the grace of a more than human faith wherefore did it seem unto me that until that time my faith had been almost dead when compared with that which had been newly given unto me likewise did it seem unto me that the tears which i had hitherto wept had been shed almost unwillingly when compared with those which i now shed wherefore i did now lament for the passion of christ and for the sufferings of his mother more earnestly than i had done before and now everything which i did howsoever much or great did seem unto me but of little account and i did desire to do greater penance and i did fill mine whole heart with christ's passion because unto me had been vouchsafed the hope that i might thereby be redeemed i did now moreover begin to find consolation in dreams for i did have fair and pleasant dreams so that i was thereby consoled i did likewise now begin to feel the sweetness and consolation of god within mine heart and outwardly in my body continually both sleeping and waking but because i did not yet feel any assurance my joy was mingled with bitterness neither did my heart take any rest but ever desired further mercies from god the eighteenth was that i did at last begin to have the understanding and the visions and the words of god and i was so greatly delighted in prayer that i did forget to eat wherefore did i wish that there was no need for eating in order that i might be ever at prayer this desire did occasion a certain temptation not to eat or if i did eat that i should eat but a small quantity but i perceived this to be a snare and there was such a great fire of love in mine heart that i did never weary of being upon my knees or of doing other penance after this i was filled with a greater fire and fervor of divine love in such a degree that if i did hear any man speaking of god i did cry aloud and even had there been one with an axe ready to kill me i could not have refrained the first time that this happened unto me was when i did sell the little piece of land which was mine to give the money unto the poor this was the best possession which i had but in the beginning i did mock at myself for this crying as one mocketh at petruchio then i perceived that i could by no manner of means do otherwise wherefore it did oft-times happen that hearing god spoken of i did cry aloud albeit that i was in the company of other persons no matter who they might be 
and when those persons did say unto me that i was disordered in that i should do such a thing i did answer that i was sick and overwhelmed and that i could do no otherwise neither could i convince those who spoke evil against me because of this thing but i did feel greatly ashamed when i beheld the passion of christ painted in a picture i could scarcely contain myself but was seized with a fever and fell into a sickness for the which reason my companion did hide such pictures of the passion from me whenever it was possible in order that i might not behold them during the times of these cryings i did have many illuminations understandings visions and consolations of the which several will be written in the following treatises chapter one of her many and various temptations in order therefore that i might not feel myself exalted by the magnitude and the number of the revelations visions and conversings with god and that i might not be puffed up with the delight thereof the great tempter was sent unto me who did afflict me with many and divers temptations wherefore i was afflicted both in my soul and in my body the torments of the body were verily numberless and were administered by many demons in divers ways so that i do scarce believe that the sufferings and infirmity of my body could be written down there remained not one of my members the which was not grievously tormented neither was i ever without pain without infirmity or without weariness always was i weak and feeble and full of pain so that i was compelled to be almost continually lying down all my limbs were as though beaten and with many troubles did the demons afflict me thus was i perpetually sick and swelled and in all my limbs i did suffer pain so that it was difficult for me to move myself nevertheless i was not weary of lying still neither was i yet able to eat sufficient in short the sufferings of the body were great but those of the soul were beyond all comparison more bitter and more numerous and all were inflicted by the same demons i can only liken myself unto one who was hanged by the neck his hands tied behind his back and his eyes bound and who is left hanging by a rope upon the gallows and although he hath no help or remedy or support he doth nevertheless continue to live in that torment and cannot die and i do affirm that even more desperately and with greater cruelty i was afflicted by demons for they hanged my soul and all its strength was overwhelmed and departed from it and seeing how i had no power to oppose them my grief was so great that at times i was scarce able to weep for rage and for grievous suffering moreover i wept without obtaining relief and ofttimes my rage was so great that i could scarce refrain from rending myself and beating myself most grievously thus causing my head and all my members to swell when my soul beheld itself cast down and all its virtue departed from it then it made great lamentation and then i did cry unto my god after this i did endure another torment for every vice was reawakened within me not that albeit reawakened they had power to overcome my reason but they did occasion me much tribulation and not only did i remember those vices which assailed me in times past but many others which i did never before know entered into my body and did inflame me and cause me the utmost suffering but because they had no lasting power over me they did afford me great consolation when they began to weaken and leave me this was the work of the demons into whose hands i perceived i had been delivered but when i do remember how that god was afflicted here below and in poverty 
I would that mine own sufferings might be increased twofold. At times I was thrown into a most horrible darkness of spirit by the demons, wherein it did appear that all hope of good was withdrawn from me. Then those vices which were dead inwardly in the soul were revived outwardly in the body, both those which I did never before feel, and those which I did have aforetimes. And I did suffer so greatly that I was constrained to put actual fire upon my body in order that I might quench the burning desire, and this I did continue to do until my confessor forbade me. And when I was in that darkness of spirit, methought I would have chosen rather to be roasted than to endure such pains. Wherefore I did cry aloud and call upon death, desiring that I should come in any form whatsoever if only God would permit me to die. And unto God did I say, Lord, if thou wilt send me into hell, I pray thee tarry not, but do it instantly, and since thou hast abandoned me, make an end of it now, and plunge me into the depths. Presently I perceived that this was the work of demons, and that such vices exist not in the soul, for never would I have consented thereto. Howsoever the body doth suffer violence, and so great is the grief and pain, that if it should endure, the body would not be able to bear it. Moreover, the soul doth find that all its strength hath been taken from it, and albeit it doth in no wise consent unto vice, yet can it not resist. And seeing that it doth act contrary to the will of God, it loseth all hope of being able to resist, and is tormented by those vices. Among others, God did permit one vice to enter into me, the which I had never known before, but I did clearly perceive that it entered into me by divine permission, and it was so great that it did exceed all others. Upon the other hand, was there given unto me a certain virtue, manifestly wherewith to oppose the aforesaid vice, and by means of which God did most potently set me free. Wherefore, even if I had not already possessed a sure faith in God, this one thing alone would have inspired me with such a faith and a certain hope, of the which I could in no wise doubt. For virtue did increase, and vice did diminish, and I was so upheld by that virtue that I could not consent unto wrongdoing, and likewise by means of that virtue I was so enlightened and strengthened, that not all the men who are in the world, nor all the demons, could have persuaded me to commit the smallest sin. Hence proceedeth the aforesaid faith in God. The aforesaid vice was so great that I am ashamed to speak of it, and of such potency that if the virtue had tarried in coming to succor me, neither shame nor suffering nor any other thing whatsoever would have sufficed to restrain me from instantly falling back into sin. And all this did I bear for the space of more than two years." Furthermore, beside this, was there a continual conflict betwixt humility and a certain pride, the which did increase in my soul, and grievously vex it. The humility was, because I did see myself fallen from all goodness, and void of all virtue and grace, perceiving in myself such an infinite multitude of sins, that I could not believe that God would ever desire to have me for his own. I perceived myself to have become a habitation of demons, their creditor, and their child. Likewise, methought, that I had strayed from the right way, and from all truth, and finally that I was worthy of the nethermost depths of hell. It must be known that this humility brought no contentment unto my soul, neither any understanding of divine truth and goodness, 
but was a certain humble dejection the which was the cause of innumerable evils for i did perceive the backsliding of both soul and body on account of which i did know in my soul that i was surrounded by demons then was god hidden from me in all his power and grace neither could i by any manner of means recall him unto my mind because he would not permit it thus did i perceive myself to be condemned but i could not believe that i had been mine own damnation because i did more grieve and lament for having offended my creator than for any other thing for this reason did i strive with all my members against the demons that i might overcome the aforesaid vices but i was not able neither could i find any remedy or any way whereby i might escape or help myself so deep did i perceive myself to have fallen wherefore was i oft-times plunged into the abyss of this humility wherein i did behold my sins and the superabundance of mine iniquities but i did see no way whereby they might be made manifest and known unto all and in order that i might make known my dissembling and my sins it came into my mind to go throughout the cities and open places with meat and with fishes hanging about my neck and to cry this is that woman full of evil and of dissembling slave of all vices and iniquities who did good deeds that she might obtain honour amongst men and especially when i caused it to be told unto those whom i had bidden to mine house that i did eat neither fish nor meat and when being the while full of greediness gluttony and drunkenness i did feign to desire not save what was needful i did diligently make an outward show of being poor but i caused many sheets and coverings to be put there where i lay down to sleep causing them to be taken up in the morning in order that none might see them behold therefore the devil of my soul and the iniquity of mine heart hearken unto a daughter of hypocrisy and pride a deceiver and an abomination of god who did feign to be a child of prayer i was given over to pride and to the devil but i did feign to have god in my soul and his consolation in my chamber whereas i had the devil alike in my soul and in my chamber and know ye that during all the time of my life i have studied how that i might obtain the fame of sanctity but verily i say unto you that through the iniquity and the hidden dissembling of mine heart have i deceived many and have been the murderer of many souls and of mine own soul likewise then being still sunk in this abyss i did turn me towards these my brothers who are called sons saying henceforth o my sons ye will no longer believe in me do ye not see how i am possessed of the devil pray ye that the justice of god may compel the demons to go forth out of my soul and that they may make manifest their most evil works in order that god may be no more dishonoured by me see ye not that all that which i have told unto you is false see ye not that if there were no iniquity whatsoever in the world i should fill it out of the abundance of mine own iniquity wherefore must ye no longer put faith in me neither must ye worship this living image but pray that the justice of god may cause it to be cast down and broken asunder so that its devilish works may be made manifest its lies and its painted and gilded words the which i did colour over and conceal with divine words in order that i might be adored and honoured as a thing of god pray ye finally that the devil may go forth out of this idol and that by this woman the world may be no longer deceived i will pray unto the son of god whom i dare not name 
that if it pleaseth him not to show forth my sins himself that he will cause the earth to witness unto them by opening and swallowing me up making of me such an example that men and women will say lo how was she painted in false colours and a dissembler within and without at times i had a mind to put a rope about my neck verily a strong band and cause myself to be dragged through the city and open places crying this is the woman who during all the time of her life hath shown the false in the place of the true and that all persons then should say behold a miracle of god for he hath caused this woman to reveal her sins of her own self and to declare her iniquities which have heretofore been hidden yet did this not suffice unto my soul for i was fallen into a desperation such as had never before been seen in this world the cause thereof being that i did despair of god and of all his benefits by reason of having made conflict betwixt myself and them for which reason also i was certain that in the whole world there was no person more full of all manner of wickedness and more worthy a condemnation than was i and all that which was given me of god had been granted for the increasing of my despair and my condemnation wherefore pray ye unto god that he tarry no longer for my head is already breaking my body fainteth and mine eyes are dimmed because of the abundance of my tears and lastly all my members are loosened and can no more give proof of the wickedness of my soul but i do rejoice that it hath been made manifest in part and all this did i perceive in mine humility thou must know however thou hast written down these matters that what thou hast written is but a small thing in comparison with all mine iniquities and mine abuses for i was yet very young when i did begin to do wrong these and other things i was constrained to say when i was sunk in the aforesaid humility after this came pride then was i filled with wrath and vanity with melancholy and bitterness and all puffed up with pride thereto was added another bitterness concerning the benefits which god had bestowed upon me because i remembered no more any good thing of them whatsoever but only remembered injuries and dolorous grief marvelling that there had been any virtue whatsoever in me and doubting whether in truth there had ever been any neither did i perceive any reason wherefore god should have permitted this and for this cause was all goodness shut away from me and hidden the temptation of this thought did make me to be filled with pride and anger most bitter sadness and affliction and a grief greater than i can declare so that if all the wise men of the world and all the saints of paradise had given me every assurance to comfort me and had promised me every blessing which could be named not even they could have done aught for me or rendered me any help if god had not changed my soul and worked differently within it neither should i have believed in them but all would have worked together to increase mine anger affliction sadness and pain more than i could possibly declare wherefore if god would but have liberated me from these torments and temptations in lieu thereof would i willingly have suffered every ill and would have borne all the infirmities and suffering which have ever been known and verily do i believe that they would have been less hard for me to bear than from the aforesaid torments wherefore i have oft-times said that if only i might be set free from them i would gladly have endured every form of martyrdom this state of torments and temptations did begin some little while before the time of the pontificate of celestino 
and did last more than two years, during the which I was oft times tormented, nor am I yet entirely freed, albeit I do feel it but seldom, and that only outwardly, not inwardly, as heretofore. But when I am in that state, I do perceive that in betwixt that evil humility and that pride there is a great purging and purifying of the soul, by which and through which is acquired that true humility without which none can be saved, so that the greater the humility, the greater is likewise the purification. Thus came I to know that betwixt these two aforesaid extremes my soul must be burned and martyred, and through the knowledge of mine offences and my sins, which knowledge it did obtain through the same true humility, my soul became purged both of pride and of demons. For the which reason doth it come, that the poorer the soul is made, and the more profoundly humiliated, the more doth it abase and purify itself, in order that it may be cleansed. And in no other way can a soul be cleansed, save by deep humiliation, and by being most profoundly implanted and rooted in a veritable and true humility. Here endeth the conversion, penance, and temptation of the blessed Angela of Foligno. End of section 1